It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys made a huge hiring on Friday. Who did they bring in to fix their run game woes? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, on today's show, we're discussing some of the, the coaching moves that the Cowboys have made on the defensive side of the ball over the last couple of days. But let's start with the breaking news of Paul Gunther, the former defensive coordinator of the Bengals and the Raiders joining the staff. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Well, I know that this was something, someone that that several folks, including John Owning, a buddy of ours, was was were calling for to try to get back onto the staff because of familiarity here uh, with with Gunther and and, and Zim. Um, you know, I think this is a great hire. This is uh, someone who he's been hired. I think the 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 title that they've given him is run game coordinator for the defense, right? Which, first of all let's just kind of take a second to point out how great it is to have somebody like the, them taking run defense seriously enough to point a, a specific coach to towards doing it. And, and cause they would, haven't had that under Mike McCarthy. That's true. They, they literally haven't literally, had that yet. literally haven't had that role, even though they've had a passing game coordinator um, uh, on defense. So uh, to get somebody in that role, and then on top of that, to get somebody with as much kind of skins on the wall as Paul Gunther. I mean, I think that's really, really telling. This is a guy that, has been in the league at, at much higher positions, uh, you know, several different spots. You mentioned it in Cincinnati and, and with the Raiders. Um, I think, you know, he's going to come in here and I imagine that he is going to help out a lot with the linebackers as well. I mean, he's not listed as the linebacker coach, but his expertise is definitely with linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I do think that he will be helping out in in that aspect, obviously specifically with the run uh, the run game, but but I, I would imagine more than just that. So uh, I think it's a huge hire, especially considering the fact that you know the 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 uh, linebacker coach that the Cowboys are keeping is still kind of inexperienced a little bit, and even last year was getting a lot of help from other kind of more experienced coaches around. So to get someone like Paul Gunther in here to just continue to help out in the run defense and linebackers, I think it's just a huge another huge stabilizing force. Uh, and a defense that's uh, that's really kind of collecting a nice group of coaches together. One of the reasons why I was really excited about the potential of a Mike Zimmer hire is because I just had faith that he was going to be able to put together a really good coaching staff because he's been around forever, right? Like, and he's got a coaching tree. He's worked with how many coaches over the last what two decades? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt pretty confident that he was going to be able to bring in his guys. And one of those guys is Paul Gunther, who – 
he's had mixed results as a defensive coordinator. So when he started in Cincinnati, when Mike Zimmer left the Bengals to go be the head coach of Minnesota, the defenses were really good early on. And you'll remember like those are the days when they had like Vontez perfect and some of the linebackers they had there, like they played really well. I think he's, as he got further removed from coaching with Mike Zimmer, the defenses got worse. And then he got hired to be the defensive coordinator with the Raiders under John Gruden. And if you look at like the rankings, those defenses were bad. Like there's just no argument. Go look at the talent though. Like those cover was pretty bare with the Raiders, but I will say one of the things that they did very well was develop linebackers, even with the Raiders in the the, 2020 and 2021. Um, now that he only has to focus on like one thing and doesn't have to worry about game planning and scheming up things. I feel really good about this Paul Gunther hiring. I really, really good. Yeah. I mean, again, like it's, it's sort of like the Zimmer situation and frankly, like the Quinn situation when he came in, it's like, you felt like maybe the, the jobs that they were released from was just a step too far away from what they're actually good at in coaching. Right. And that's, you know, coaching defense honestly for all of these guys right in the example and, and specifically for guys like gunther it's coaching run defense coaching linebackers so uh the the closer you get you can get to kind of narrowing the focus for these very experienced coaches the better coaching job you're going to yes. get because now they can they don't have to worry about all the other ancillary stuff that they have to deal with when they're uh you know for paul when he's a defensive coordinator for for zim when he's a head coach right they, they can really kind of focus down onto the core of what they are, what they want to do, right. Which is coach defense. Uh, and, and I, and you know, obviously the Cowboys have had a lot of success kind of going this path in the past. I will say there's a lot of these coaches in the NFL that are like experts at one certain thing and that they, they become so good at it that they end up getting promoted and they're just not quite as good at doing the other job. I think like the perfect example is, Brian Callahan, uh, or sorry, Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan, yeah. Bill, sorry, Bill sure. Callahan. Now he actually was a pretty good head coach, but when he yeah. became just an offensive coordinator, his offenses weren't super great. But when he's just focusing on the offensive line, there's nobody better in the league. I think another example of a Cowboys coach would be like Rod Marinelli. I think Rod mm-hmm. Marinelli as a defensive coach, like just as a defensive coordinator, is average. But when you can get him just to focus on the defensive line, there's few Elite. better in the NFL. I'm not comparing Paul Gunther to those two, but he's kind of in that mold of, you know, just let him focus on one thing. And I think you'll see a big benefit for your defense. Uh, Well, I mean, we're going to talk about another guy who I was a little afraid that was going to fall in that same trap, you know, coming up here in a bit. I I do think that there is something to the idea of like having an expertise in a specific area of football and then being promoted too quickly out of your expertise area and, and, and put into a situation where you're coaching in an uncomfortable position, right? And and yeah. I think this happens a lot with position coaches, right? They are be, be, being a position coach is an extremely different thing Correct. than being a defensive coordinator or, or especially a head coach, right? It's just the nature of what you're doing on a hour by hour, minute by minute basis. And your focus is is obviously not as narrow. You have a lot more responsibilities, and you know maybe responsibilities that are things that you're not, you know, good at or qualified at. So yeah. uh, I do think that, that that's why that is the danger. That sometimes these coaches, and it's the risk that owners take, right? By by trying new head coaches, and you know, listen, you and I have have lobbied heavily 
for the idea of bringing in new blood and, and new coaches and, and, and trying something new. The downside of that is what we just discussed, right? You, you never know when you hire these offensive coordinators that you think are elite play callers, how they're going to handle the, the transition from uh, play caller to head coach and, and, and especially having to handle both situations. So anytime that you go the opposite way, right, where you go, uh, hey, this guy was a good enough defensive coordinator to become a head coach, or this guy was good enough uh, uh, defensive line coach to be a defensive coordinator. Anytime you start taking them back to their original spots, their original set of focus, you usually have a lot of success because it's it's a, it's a level of relief for the coaches to just be focusing on the thing that brought them into football. Look at Dan place. Quinn, right? Yeah, like Dan right. Quinn, I I mean, we'll see if Dan Quinn in, in, the second time around can be a better head coach, but. We saw when he, the last three years when he was with the Falcons, their defenses were horrendous, and that team was falling apart. He goes to Dallas, becomes a defensive coordinator, and they lead the NFL in turnovers the last three years. So sometimes just getting these guys back in their element can make them a much more successful coach. Uh, I did want to mention really quickly before we move on that the Cowboys did hire a new defensive line coach, Zef, yeah. Jeff uh, Zaginga. So I, uh, we're Basically, what I'm going to tell you is Landon and I are going to do our research over the weekend. We'll try to give you all the information we can. I'm not familiar with him. Uh, I all, I'm, all we can say is that we know he's he was the assistant defensive yes. line coach for Washington. Uh, he, before that, he actually, from like, I think it was 2014 to 2017. Zadonia is how I, say, I believe how you say his name. Zadonia. Uh, it was he was a he was a defensive line coach for San Francisco. He's a former player. He played with the Rams when and he, had, he won a Super Bowl with the the Rams team that won the Super Bowl in the Greatest Show on Turf. Uh, and he's got calves like you've never seen before. Six That's, two two ninety in the all muscle. Yeah, it's all in his calves. Uh, so uh, yeah, and, and so that's all we know about him so far. Uh, uh, John Oni wants to call him Mister Cav or or something like that, but I, I, we got to get into his history before we come up with any kind of skinny skinina skinina skinina. So we we at least gave given you the pronunciation on how to say his name. So we'll give you the rest of the information on the other side of the weekend once we can deep dive into his history a little bit. Let's talk about another. It's not really an addition, but a big time winner for the Cowboys on the defense uh, when we get back. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. What a game that was on Sunday. But as usual, the commercials stole the show in my book. I mean, they were absolutely phenomenal. DoorDash went all out on game day in DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, and even tax software. I don't know how they pulled it off. I'm a little bit bummed that I didn't win, but I got to hand it to them. It was one heck of a delivery. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants to groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Whatever watch party you're having or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season might be over, but we're in the thick of basketball season, school year, and let's face it, winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order on DoorDash. Just hop in the app and make your day a little bit easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends out in San Francisco, all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today now available on free Fire TV channels app. All right, Landon, there was some um, wondering from Cowboys fans if Al Harris was going to stick around after Dan Quinn left to go be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Uh, The Commanders actually put in a request to sign him and bring him over. The Cowboys said no. And it sounds like, and it appears that Al Harris is staying with the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think this is a good move for both sides, to be honest. I mean, this is kind of what I was referring to in the last segment, right, is that there's lots of talk about trying to make Al Harris a defensive coordinator. And and I just think that this is one of those situations that we mentioned where Al Harris is specifically very good at coaching defensive backs, and it's not a surprise why he is a former cornerback. He clearly knows the nuance and the ins and outs of playing that position and playing that position at a high level, and he uses that experience to help coach younger defensive backs. And and, and uh, the Cowboys are better for it, right? The fact that he's able to stay, uh, I, I think there was obviously a very re- a strong reason that he was denied the opportunity to go to Washington. You know, look, they also requ- requested Sharif Floyd, uh, and and the Cowboys granted that uh, uh, that opportunity for him to, to kind of move on. Clearly, they had plans for Al Harris, and if Al wanted to stay, uh, that that you know that they were going to be willing, they were excited to have him, and they had him under contract. Still, that was the other thing that I think people need to remember is that he still was under contract. He couldn't go anywhere no. uh, without Cowboys releasing him unless he went to go get a, a promotion. So this is a huge huge thing for the Cowboys. I do think that you know again, uh, Al's experience with Mike McCarthy probably helped. Obviously, I'm assuming Al is familiar with with, with Zim as well, having yeah. uh, played yeah. in that same division so so many years. So, uh, it really, really huge for the Cowboys to kind of maintain some continuity there in the defensive back room as they all kind of go through the transition together uh, into this new defensive system. I, I'm excited about that and, and excited about you know what Al's future is going to be in this uh, in this organization. And you saw people as soon as it was announced that Dan Quinn was leaving, like players, including Trayvon Diggs, wanted Al Harris to be the defensive coordinator. Now, that's probably a step up too far right now for Al Harris. Now, it doesn't mean he can't get there. We even had Al Harris, I think it was this year, said, you know, he's not really a scheme guy. He's more of a, you know, he's just not that kind of coach yet. Not saying he couldn't get there, but I do think it's big because the players love him. The defensive backs have developed really well under Al Harris. I mean, Trayvon Diggs had the best year of his career. Deron Bland got better in year two. We've seen some of the safeties, including Wanye Thomas. Um, I know Marquise Bell transitioned to linebacker, but he counts in there as well. I think it's big that the Cowboys were able to hold on to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I I, I think there's a huge difference in, like we said, in, in the kind of 
coaching that involves X's and O's that's talking about taking advantage of schemes and the geometry of X's and O's and the, you know, the trickery of, of, of setting up a play and play calling and all that. And the, the, the gamesmanship, the chess match, although that's a very different type of, 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 uh, of coaching than me talking to you about how to get your pedal better. Me right. talking to you about how to discipline your eyes when you're in your drop to, to look at the, the receiver's hip, then back to the quarterback. Hey, this is it's different than me watching you on tape and noticing the slight minutia problems that you have in your technique that are slowing your turn, that are slowing your your your, your speed turns, that are that are you know the 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 chop the, the lack of choppiness in footwork. It's the kind of the detail that Al Harris has from playing all those years as a defensive back that he can apply to the specifics of coaching a defensive back specifically, as opposed to having to tell a linebacker how to fill a hole or, yeah. you know, tell a, tell a, a, a scheme, uh, Hey, this is how we're going to attack a Shanahan offense with this defensive scheme. That's just a completely different kind of thing. And so, and, and obviously this is the way that these coaches go. Like this is how coaches get, this is how you get a defensive coordinator. You pull from a a, a, a position coach, but I, I do think that that this that is still a process that needs to be done on a case by case basis. You can't just pluck the best position uh, coach you can find and put him in a defensive coordinator and assume that he's going right. to be as equally good as a defensive coordinator. I, I just don't think that's how it works. I'm glad that Al Harris gets that, and I think that he's smart to kind of continue to develop himself in this kind of coach. While you know taking on piecemeal of learning the X's and O's, yes. having Zimmer here is going to be one of the best things for his career, right? Like because he's gonna he's gonna get, have this wealth of knowledge of, of of a guy who's coached defensive backs for thirty plus years in the NFL, who's gonna know kind of to teach you, hey, mm -hmm. these are these are these this is the way that you attack this kind of offense, or this is how you fool a a, a team that's gonna try to throw sticks on third down. This is how you this is the kind of defense you want to run. And that's how you get the kind of acquired knowledge to then become a defense coordinator's experience and being almost kind of a uh, uh, someone who's like a, a an apprentice to a yes. defense coordinator yes. and learning in that method. Another thing that we've seen across the NFL, at least in the last few years, and Dallas has done this, is they've had like recently released, sorry, recently retired players come in and become assistants yeah. and kind of work their way up. Uh, mm -hmm. You saw it this year with like Navarro Bowman joining the the Chargers, or is it Nick Hardwig with the Chargers as well? Sure. The Cowboys had Sharif Floyd last mm -hmm. year working with the defensive line. I think as soon as he saw that Zimmer was going to be the defensive coordinator, he decided to get the heck out of here as fast uh, as he could. I know uh, this guy. I'm, uh, you see, he took the same play that Kirsch took out of yeah, town, I imagine, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so the Cowboys have done this again. They've brought in a guy that Mike Zimmer actually coached uh, back in 2003. Greg Ellis mm -hmm. is going to be their assistant defensive line coach. I find this fascinating because Greg Ellis, especially later on in his career, you know, after he had that torn Achilles, the one season, yeah. remember, and then that's, he came, yeah, came back, had the best year of his career. Kind Which of was the most surprising thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Oh like, my gosh, it, yeah. None of us expected him to come back and have that kind of career after, yeah. after that injury. It ended up becoming like a really good technician and run yeah. defender. And now he's going to be the uh, assistant defensive line coach for the Cowboys. I just think that's pretty cool. That's all. He, he is the last generation's Demarcus Lawrence, right? Oh like, my gosh. He's yeah. the, yeah. he's 
guy that gets drafted at, like high. There's like all this expectation. Oh, he didn't. He's not as good as we thought he was. And then he's not Randy Moss, right? By the end of the career, at the end of his career, he's the the most amazing technician. He's winning in ways that you never expect him. He's played way longer than you expected. Uh, yeah, I, I I think this is a great hire because of all the things you just said, right? Like this is a guy who has done it all. He's been a first round pick. He's been a a, a star in the league. And then he's also been a guy who had to rebuild his career through technique. And 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 when you have to do that, you really, really understand the ins and outs on how to attack an offensive tackle, the ins and outs on how to do what you need to do to kind of gain leverage and run game and pass game. And it's it's just like what we talked about with Al Harris, right? Like that, in, in all those hours of coaching that was poured into you – uh, gives you a level of expertise that very few people on this planet have, right? And so that ability to kind of transcribe that knowledge, that you know, that that generational knowledge to a new player, uh, that's very valuable. And 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 Greg obviously has some experience. He's been coaching in the league for a little bit uh, at other spots, but uh, this is yeah, really- he was he was a head coach at Texas College in 2020. I've never heard of Texas College before. I'm also not from Texas, but. I, I think it was a Texas college or Texas state. Cause no, I, I, Texas I actually college. I don't know Texas college either. And I'm from Texas. Uh, I, so uh, I guess uh, it's, a, it's an HBCU. Uh, and then okay. he went to a high school Southwestern assemblies of God university. I mean, that's a college uh, S a G U. I've never heard of them as well. People, I, I know there's going to be listening to be like, how do you guys not know these schools? But sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know the schools either, but uh, it's, it's, it is exciting because I do think that this is a guy that, you know, could have an Al Harris type, you know, impact. I mean, I, I, I do think, I do believe in these, uh, uh, you know, uh, these kind of p- former players coming in and being position yes. coaches uh, at the position they played. Clearly, you know, they have a level of institutional knowledge. That's why you have guys like Charles Haley come in every once in a while and just DeMarcus Ware come in and just talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. It's not like they don't still know how to rush the passer. Oh, yeah. They physically can't do it anymore. So well, uh, the sure knowledge is good I well, yeah, I, I, where I could probably still rush the passer, honestly, but yeah, and uh, frankly, honestly, Charles Haley could probably yeah, I mean, still rush the. I wouldn't want to go up against Charles Haley even uh, now. No thanks. I I, just, I think it's really cool, and I know you're going to be out at training camp this year, so you get to see Greg Ellis working with some of those guys. I can't wait to hear some of the stories uh, out in Oxnard, as Jerry yeah. Jones would say. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what's next for this coaching staff. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. That includes the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with room for up to eight, expansive cargo capacity, and the advanced available 4x4 capability. It's absolutely fantastic. I also love the the Nissan Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We are breaking down the coaching hires for the Dallas Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball. And now I want to ask you, Landon, like, what's next? We know we got... Al Harris, you know, you've got Mike Zimmer running the defense. Paul Gunther's working on the run game. Is there a chance that the Cowboys could be interested in bringing in somebody like Steve Wilkes, who was recently fired by the 49ers to help out their passing game a little bit? I mean, I certainly think it it, it, it probably wouldn't hurt, you know, like, I, I mean, that's so much institutional knowledge. I mean, frankly, just knowledge about how to beat the 49ers might be helpful. Sure. Like, I, I, I do think that, you know, like they're probably – is uh, room for one more defensive back coach, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, depending on how, especially if they're going to have a run defense coordinator, I wouldn't be shocked if they decided, if they decided that again, kind of have a, a pass defense coordinator, similar to what Joe Witt Jr. occupied previously. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Steve Wilkes is a, a very clear, obvious name, right? But I, I do think that there are probably some other folks out there that, you know, that have some experience with Zim and, uh, that he could bring in, but uh, yeah, obviously it was pretty funny to be in that you know Zim press conference yesterday and watching it and and, and to see him <laughs> receive that phone call in the middle of the press conference and and kind of checking Twitter and seeing that while the press conference is happening, uh, Steve Steve Wilkes is being let go by the 49ers and wondering whether Steve just got on the phone and made a phone call real quick. Um, but yeah, I do think that there is opportunity for probably at least one more coach, and, and I do think again defensive backs passing game coordinator that's the kind of area that the defensive coaches will be looking at yeah it's and it's probably going to be somebody who's a little bit more experienced at you know maybe a former defensive coordinator or somebody who you know has coached in the nfl for 20 years i i'm i am going to mention this name though i, I won't be surprised if terrence newman joins their coaching staff he worked under mike zimmer uh well he played under mike zimmer and then he went to the coaching staff and then there was a point in the year where the Vikings were so decimated at corner that Newman actually came out of retirement from the coaching staff onto the field to play for the Vikings. He's somebody who, I mean, if you remember Terrence Newman's career at all, like a very cerebral <laughs> player, um, why not? Why not? I, give me. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's got experience. I think he's a very heady player. I know he, I know for a fact he lives in Dallas, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I love the guy. Big fan. Always been a fan of T new. Uh, I'd love to yeah. see him come out into the field and just another, another reunion for the Cowboys. Can I give you my favorite Newman stat? I know this has nothing to do with coaching yeah. staff, but sure. yeah. uh, Terrence Newman, one of two corners ever in the NFL to have multiple interceptions in a game after the age of 37. The only other one to do it. Wow. Dion. Wow. Bunch of Cowboys legends uh, intercepting the passes late in his career. That's great. Uh, yeah. It's ironic, too, because Tinu, like, honestly, the reason that Tinu wasn't as beloved as he should have been when, when he was at Dallas is that he didn't get a ton of interceptions. No, he didn't. Uh, and, and, and at least when he was with Dallas. So uh, it was funny to see him kind of, you know, get a burst of interceptions <laughs> at, at 37 uh-huh. while playing with the Vikings. It was 
a little bit ironic. I think it was 2004 Christmas. I got a Terrence Newman jersey. I was so excited. One of my favorite <laughs> players of all time. So, uh, yeah, but be on the lookout for the Cowboys to grab another veteran defensive coach to probably work in the passing game. I I don't even know what Al Harris's official role is. Is it cornerback coach? I think he, yeah, I think technically he's the cornerbacks coach, but so I, they I'm might grab sure. a secondary coach. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll see who it is. I, again, there is a long list of names that Mike Zimmer can pull from. I'm sure we will be hearing, yeah, uh, in the upcoming days, who they decide to add to that staff. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, have fun with your first non-football Sunday uh, of the year. That's going to be absolutely – I'm going to be Ugh. bored out of my mind. I have no idea what I'm going to do. But we'll be back on Monday uh, to start getting you ready for the draft. We've got some more exit interviews. Uh, we've got a really cool interview coming oh, yeah. up on Tuesday uh, with Cody Alexander. So make sure you yeah. guys tune in for that. Uh, we'll see you all back here on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.